Indie Beacon Radio with hostess Shanna Lee Charbonneau. Welcome to Indie Beacon Radio, where creative souls can find help in marketing their creations. You can send questions for each show on Twitter using the hashtag IndieBeacon. Now sit back and enjoy learning about our guest for this show. Evening, y'all. My name is Shanalee Charbonneau, and I am your host for the Indie Beacon show this evening. I've got a woman who has a very sordid, interesting past by the name of Jeannie Lant. Welcome, Jeannie. How are you tonight? I am outstanding and thrilled to be here with you. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. So I'm gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit about you and your father because you have written two books. We're gonna keep that private for now. Okay. And keep that in our mind. But you had a dad that had a sort of past. Um, we always hear these great stories about um, being on your deathbed. I mean, what, Jimmy Hoffa's death is coming up now all of a sudden. And we're, we're finding these things out, but your father was kind of a Jimmy Hoffa himself, wasn't he? Well, my, that's my made-up father. My real father just <laughs> wrote the middle of this story. Um, he, he actually, my real father, John Meyer, was a very upstanding, charismatic, wonderful person. But um, he wrote this story about Dismith who is the good thief who died on the cross next to Jesus. And I took my dad's story after he passed away and created Samuel, this imaginary father. Interesting, interesting. So, so your dad, let's talk a little bit about your father. Why, why did he come up with this story? I mean, you know, is it, was it his second personality? Was it his interest? Well, you know, that's a really kind of a fun question to explore. Part of me thinks that, you know, we all have this kind of evil side, and, I, and, and my dad was a big reader. He traveled for work, and back in 1970, they didn't have ESPN or much TV, so he would read and write. One of the manuscripts he wrote was about Dismas. And my dad felt that nobody ever appreciated that Dismas actually found redemption and came into being a good person. So my dad created this Dismas story. And part of me thinks perhaps there's a little piece of him in that. Um, <laughs> there's Dismas in all of us, right? <laughs> I think there is, and I think this was his way of saying, hey, we're all good, we all have it. It, it, there is hope for all of us. Oh man, fantastic. So you, you also are an interesting character yourself. Um, Hi, thank you. Were, you. were you a bag lady? That's what I heard. I heard you were a bag lady. Is that true? Yes, ma'am, it is very true. When I remarried, I moved to Las Vegas, and during my 11 years living in Las Vegas, I worked for an attorney who was, let's just say, not ethical at all, and she kind of got into a scheme with a family court judge, and she had myself and my friend Buttons 
deliver money to some rather strange characters, one of whom was this judge. And so, yeah, I was a bag lady. Wow. You know, we, my uncle just went through a, a case and it, it was a pretty horrible case. Um, there's a short version here. The, his wife that he'd been married to for 30 years had Alzheimer's. And there was a daughter from a first marriage who just decided to kidnap her and got away with it. And yeah, very crazy. Now that's not the crazy part. The crazy part is she won the settlement, the case. And you know, there's always a part of you similar to the, your bag lady story where you're sitting back thinking, man, is somebody paying somebody off, you know? And to hear this has actually come true, it, it makes you wonder, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I would agree with you 100%. I mean, my friend Buttons and I, we would say, okay, if, if the worst comes down, we get caught at this. The, the deal is we tell all, but we share a cell. And, and, and that was our deal. So. Wow. That's incredible. So, you know, just giving those snippets of your really interesting family dynamics and history and things you've seen in life, which is pretty incredible. We got to get to the important part and you'll hear why, but you're a native Wisconsinian. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So I usually keep it very hush-hush, but I was actually born in Milwaukee. So wow. <laughs> something in common. So okay. how did you, you find yourself down here? Well, I, I, I escaped the bullet name Milwaukee, if you will. <laughs> I, I, I just never felt like I fit in there. Yeah. I was very different than most people. I spent my winter days glaring out the window saying, please, Lord, get me out of here. I hate it here. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't like cold in winter, and, and I, just, I just never felt comfortable there. So I uh, met a man who is 26 years, my husband now, and um, we decided the best thing to do to start over was move to Las Vegas. Hence why we create, why I ended up creating Bag Ladies based on our life events there in Las Vegas. So that, that's the long and short of it. Um, you know, somebody, I still have family up in Wisconsin. And, and boy, when we have to travel up there for events, I always turn around to my parents because my parents did made the move to Texas and I always say thank you <laughs> and there's man look Wisconsin is beautiful the fishing fantastic the hunting but the freezing cold weather and they know it they they just you know I get calls from my cousins all the time and and they're just like why are you in Texas and I'm not and I have to be careful the pictures I send to them because it's beautiful sunny skies you know you can relate to this well, here's the truth of it. I absolutely detest the taste of beer. And honestly, a lot of people in Wisconsin drink beer. So there was another way. I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, you must drink beer and brats. Beer and brats and Packers, right? Beer, well, the Packers, we still have season tickets to, but the beer and the brats, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So 
we know you came down to Vegas and, and now you're, you're in Texas. Um, tell us a little bit about what got you writing. Well, um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, I find it humorous. Since I was a very little girl, I've always wanted to write. I always made up things. When I was in Milwaukee, I wrote for a newspaper and I did some fluff writing. Um, I did a lot of ghost writing for my daughter, Jennifer. And I have told people forever, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. Well, you can say that till you're blue in the face. Um, and then when my father wrote this manuscript and, and he got really, really ill, he wasn't able to finish it. I suggested we do it together. And, and that was where it started. But he passed away, unfortunately, before we were able to work together. So I, I got the manuscript in about 1986. Now, emotionally, it's difficult <laughs> to change your father's words. I wow. mean, he, he was this incredible man. And for me to think, oh my goodness, I'm gonna change your words, it took a lot. My grandson, Michael, and his sister, my granddaughter, Emma, both kind of got on me about, Grandma, when you always say you're gonna write the book, when are you gonna write the book? And they kind of brought me to task. So I said, I'm gonna do it. So I set a goal for myself and gosh darn, those kids were on me like white on rice. And how far are you, Grandma? Are you done yet, Grandma? And they have been such good supporters. And so I'm very grateful to both of them because they actually kinda, you know, put to, put the fire in me. So that I think that's a very cool thing. You know, kids kids motivate anybody. I mean, even if they're not yours. And and that's amazing. And what a gift you've given your grandchildren, even though it was them motivating you, you know, when, when time goes on and they become grown adults and they really read this, it'll be their endearing, you know, permanent memory of their grandma that they, they remembered pushing so much. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag a little bit because I really do want to talk about these two books and, and uh, kind of give a teaser before we come out to the next segment. But you do have two books. And the one is uh, Redemption, My Father's Story, which Correct. is what we were talking about, your father um, and his story. And then Bag Ladies which is uh, just released this uh, November 5th, 2019, um, in which uh, you were uh, uh, enjoying your, your days with buttons and realizing what the seedy side of life can look like. Um, and and uh, so we're, I'm definitely going to kind of dig deeper in those two stories. Uh, okay. But that's, that's something that, uh, you know, is amazing that you captured these two. De how did you feel, just to get to know Jeannie more, how did you feel when that was going on with that attorney? I mean, you know, we all work, we probably do things that we don't want to do and we don't like and we we'll regret later, but you were really doing some stuff, sister. So how did you get through that? How did you feel? 
Well, um, it, uh, <laughs> it really was quite an ordeal. And, and honestly, Buttons and I kind of kept each other afloat. And, and I have found throughout my life that laughter gets me through some of the ugliest stuff. And um, I would come home at night and tell my husband, you won't believe what I did. And, and in the back of my head, I could hear my, my principles being taught to me as I was grown up. If the boss says, stand on one foot and turn around clockwise, that's what you do. So I, I guess I just, discretion is a better part of valor and you just keep going forward and you just keep doing and I wanted that paycheck we were getting ready to move to Texas so I needed that paycheck (laughs) and you know especially if you were raised with Midwest values I mean those lovely people up there they've got they have moral backbone all day long so I I could have and humor so I'm sure you you relied on that Midwest spirit to, to laugh through the snow (laughs) <laughs> keep a keep a good good uh good cheek even though it's you know gray and miserable outside Absolutely. but uh, but yeah we're we're definitely going to get into these books i am talking to the uh, crazy and lovely Jeannie lant <laughs> she's done some pretty awesome stuff in her life uh and uh just she wrote the book redemption my father's story That was out in 2018, and Bag Ladies, that just got released, and we will be back. Well, hello there, my friends. My name is Randy James, independent voiceover producer in the Dallas, Texas area, available to write and record a 30-second commercial, much like the one you're hearing right now. It's a great way to help increase awareness and exposure to your book title. It's easy to do. Simply call me, and we'll brainstorm on a few ideas, and in a few hours, I'll whip something up and send you a digital file ready to use. Remember, call or text me, Randy James, at 214-762-1942. What would you do if you had to put your life on hold to care for a loved one? I'm Charlotte Canyon, award-winning author of the book, You Have to Laugh to Keep from Crying, How to Parent Your Parents. That was a question I had to ask myself some 16 years ago, and you'll have to ask the same question. I had a father-in-law with dementia, a mother with Alzheimer's, and a dad with Parkinson, all at the same time. We Fiction is a fun, fast-pass writing contest for any author team to create a book based on what readers submit for plot, characters, locations, and even plot twists. Learn more about this unique contest at wefiction.dearindy.org. The fifth annual Authors Marketing event is coming to Granbury, Texas, July 24th through the 27th. Join us and learn from the professionals how to properly market and sell yourself and your books. Go to ame.authorsmarketingguild.com for all the details. That's ame.authorsmarketingguild.com. Welcome back to Indie Beacon Radio. Don't forget to like us, follow us, or subscribe to one of our many channels. Now, here is your host for today's show. Over kind of character. He um, he fell in love with a young girl, and um, that was in the 1940s. And um, 
she was very, very Catholic. He was very, very Jew, or he was of Jewish descent. And, and, and during that time in our history, those two religions didn't cross over very well with parental consent. Mm -hmm. So he ran into a, a, a few tidal waves, if you will. Um, the two of them uh, do marry, and then he goes away to war. So um, while he's gone, things go on. Um, I don't want to give away too much of this. Oh, of course. Mm, yeah. But they do have a daughter. And um, she her name is Kathleen. And actually, she's handicapped. Only um, Samuel, when he comes back to claim his bride, um, she's gone. So all that's left is this child, and he has to hunt down this child and find her. And, and while he was in Germany during World War II, he decided he wanted to make sure that he and his family had this wonderful life. So he kind of um, discovered that taking a lot of precious art and sending it home would ensure him of quite a lovely livelihood. Wow. And so he did do that. And the book is about him acquiring all that, hence the good thief. He had a good heart, but he didn't acquire his money quite as honestly as perhaps he should have. Wow. That, you know, you, okay, look we obviously must be soul sisters because I have an uncle who's Jewish and an aunt that's Catholic. <laughs> and I'm telling for those who've never seen that relationship roll out, it's very interesting on oh, yes. just the belief of Jesus Christ. And I'm sure this story is amazingly fascinating because just personally, you bringing that story to life, it, it's it's going to be a page turner because there was some there was some issue and they still love each other to this day but you know you have to ask yourself whether you do or don't believe in Christ you know if you couldn't do that if you had if you were told to change one way or the other how difficult that was and how that would really be bled into your life and 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 um, they had a beautiful marriage while it lasted so I'm in I want to read this book I want to I want to hear what happened. <laughs> So that's phenomenal. So good, good, good to you. And, and anybody who's out there who thinks, oh, you know, that that's not something that would be difficult to, you know, just ask yourself if you had to switch your opinion on that, could you permanently, I mean, really with full faith and uh, it's, it's tough. It's really tough, you know? Well, thank you. Those are lovely comments. I appreciate that. So uh, bag ladies. So bag ladies uh, is your latest release. Um, it is uh, just, boy, it was out just before Christmas. By the way, congratulations on the high reviews. I mean, you're getting stellar reviews, five-star reviews, so you, you've got to tote that. you gotta, you got to, at least I'm going to for you. So we know this addictive story about what you did in Vegas. Hey, can you tell a little, without giving away too much, can you tell a little bit more about the story? And I sure will. I, I, in fact, I'm thrilled to. 
when, um, like I said, Buttons and I were kind of commissioned, told, whatever you want to say, to deliver this money. And so we did. And honestly, at one point, we drove into the family court parking lot and the family court judge came out in his robes, big as life, and, and took a bundle of money from us. Now, if you think about that as a as a, a person from Wisconsin who's never really seen real life, because they're pretty protected up, up there. It, it's yeah. a very different world. So that was pretty eye-opening. And um, later on, uh, my husband and I moved to Texas. We, we actually followed our daughter here, and, and she was having children. So that's why we went from Las Vegas to Texas because I think sometimes I may have just stayed in Las Vegas. But I love Texas. I, I'm buying into the whole y'all and trying to be very Texas-like. But once we were settling in Texas, the FBI knocked on my door. And um, I talk about it in the book, a very stereotypical type of uh, look when I opened that front door and saw two gentlemen in a dark sedan with dark windows, dark suits, dark sunglasses, holding, holding their badges in front of me. I mean, one was darker skin, one was lighter skin, and it... I almost wanted to laugh because, oh my gosh, this kind of like right out of a novel. So anyway, they stayed in my home for about four hours and questioned me. And from that initial meeting, the whole, I guess, idea of what I'd done and, and where we were at and what was all going on, the whole reality, reality of it, excuse me, kind of came into focus like, holy Christmas, this is, <laughs> this is some really ugly stuff. And um, I, like I said, it goes on from there. I had to speak with the Nevada Judiciary Board. I had to appear before the grand jury. Um, there was... Uh, my new BFF was this this person from the FBI. So it's like, oh my goodness, I, I was living a drama. And, and I never really thought about writing it all down till after redemption was finished. And I thought, you know, it's a pretty incredible story. So, um, and I myself. It's about 80% true. I did embellish something. Oh, well, we want you to. I mean, please. <laughs> you know, it's got to be something because back to the mid, you, you mentioned the Midwest values, right? I mean, even yeah. though my aunt, she, she lived in California and Texas and moved back to the Midwest, and she would say it, it's a valid statement. You are protected there. You, you know, she could raise her two daughters. And the only thing on the news is somebody bumped into somebody else. And I've seen it. I've been up there and I'm like, that's it. That's the end of the news. Really? That's all that, you know, somebody found somebody's dog. And that's great. It's a wonderful area. So I could imagine being, you know, 
growing up in that type of environment and you open the door and MIB is standing <laughs> that much, I mean, that would have been shocking for me who has lived in Houston and seen some pretty amazing stuff, you know, live and on the TV. But to, to, to be a homegrown girl and, and, and know you're in it to win it at that point. Wow. That's a story. That's pretty amazing. Well, it was, and, and um, I, I will say I don't regret one day leaving Wisconsin. It is a fantastic place to be from, truly. Um, the, it's beautiful. I, I love looking at it in picture books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> traveling there and coming. That's what, that's what my father says, who lived there with my mom, obviously. You know, we, we uh, would glad to visit and then come back home where you can take the jacket off and yeah well wow well we're we're gonna we're gonna take a break because you, you're you're something else Jeannie we were talking to Jeannie Lant author of two books uh, the latest release bag ladies and redemption my father's story we will be back I'm Rox Berkey and I'm Charles Brakefield we're award-winning co-authors Brakefield and Berkey of the Digma book series there are 10 books in these series, with book number 11 planned for release in January 2020. Each story has a central technology focus ranging from identity theft to cryptocurrency and now AI wars. These adult techno thrillers pit cyber good guys against cyber thugs across the dark net. In our world, technology is today's weapon of choice. You can enjoy ebook format, paper, or audible. We want your feedback. Until the next story, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for watching or listening to Indie Beacon Radio. Our sponsor, IndieLector.Store, is the only bookstore that pays authors their fair share for book sales. Help authors to succeed and enjoy a great book by supporting them at IndieLector.Store. Enjoy a 10% discount with coupon code SHOPPER20 at IndieLector.Store. Coupon valid until December 31st, 2020. That's IndieLector.Store, coupon code SHOPPER20. Welcome back to Indie Beacon Radio. Don't forget to like us, follow us, or subscribe to one of our many channels. Now, here is your host for today's show. Well, we are back. My name is Shanalee Charbonneau, and we are speaking to author Jeannie Lant. Thank you for joining us, Jeannie. This has been wonderful. Oh, thank you. So you've got these two great books, two really awesome stories. What What's in the future for you? Well, thank you for asking me that, actually. Um, Bag Ladies is first in a series of three books. It, it's a story, the two main characters are Ginny and Lance Gray. Now, Ginny and Lance, after Ginny goes through the whole bag lady ordeal, they, they move to Texas, and they work for a travel agent. And the name of that book is called Cook's Books. Now, the couple who own the travel agency, their last name is Cook. So it's Cook's Books. And, and these travel agents, uh, again, aren't terribly ethical, and they kind of... <laughs> 
use and abuse. Do you see a pattern here? I like it. I like it. <laughs> they use Lance and Ginny. And um, however, the story, a lot of the travel is true. I mean, we have been throughout most of Europe, including Russia. Um, we've traveled, I don't extensively. So a lot of the, the book will be stories about our travels. And of course, I'll put some murder and mayhem in there. Now, the third book in that series is going to be called, But First, Let's Have Coffee. Now, that book is going to be about a group of women who sit on the front porch, have coffee, and, and are trying to figure out whether or not they really want to do some mercy killing in their neighborhood. Wow. Um, this, that book is actually going to be based on some friends of mine in our neighborhood. We live in a 55 plus community and some of the women really want to be characters in my book. So they, they've kind of convinced me that's a book I should write. So that's where I'm headed right now. Cook's books, I'm hoping will be published the end of this year. And then, but first, let's have coffee should be out in 2021. That's my plan. Wow. Um, so after that, I, I am looking to maybe turn the table a little bit and do a little bit more serious stuff and look into some um, issues of helping with mental illness and coping with those kinds of things. But first, we've got to laugh and do cook's books and... Uh, First, let's have coffee. Wow, that's interesting. So where, where can they purchase your books right now, the, the Redemption and the Bag Ladies? Both of those books are available on Amazon. But more importantly, if you really you know, would like a signed copy, my indie author page is right there. And um, I love that site. I've sent out several signed copies. And I think that's just a wonderful way to do it. I recently have just constructed my own website. Now it's, it's still under construction a little bit. It, it, it's www.rjlbooks.com, but I'm, I'm working on it. So don't be too critical if you go there at first. <laughs> yeah, no, no worry. You know, everybody, Amazon, whether we like it or not, is tending to be the one that goes quicker. But, you know, just so you have an outlet for that. And Indie Lecter Store. So that's IndieLector.com. And yeah. that's a really great way to purchase a book and go to the community, not just the, the, the gods of Amazon and and uh, Although, yes, doctor, I, so. I, I love working with that store. I, I just think they do a great service for authors. And, and the more authors who can promote and appreciate that, the better off we would all be. Absolutely. So, yeah, indielector.store. That is, that is where you can go to, to support Jeannie and other authors um, in their flight. So do you have anything fun or exciting coming up? What do you, you get, you got to get more ideas. You got to sign some books. What are you doing next? Okay. Well, actually we are scheduled for several different book signings. 
we are going to we're going to the Granberry Festival. We are going to the Book House in, in yes, I'm sorry that we're going to the Book House in June, I think it is. We're going to Seguin, Texas. We're going to do, there's a festival. They have a fourth or third Thursday festival, and we're going to be there the third Thursday in March in Seguin um, for that festival. Uh, my husband's correcting me. I think it might be the fourth Thursday. I apologize. Um, but we will be there. I'm very excited about that. Um, we've also got some other book signings. Um, we're going to Nashville to do some book signings. We're, we're working hard to, to try to make people aware of how much fun it is to read books and, and to, it offers that stress relief, that getaway, and, and you can escape into another world and, it, it's a very fun getaway. So that's kind of my goal, if that makes sense to you. Uh, absolutely. And regretfully, we're going to have to get away. I, I don't want to end this, this interview, but we are talking to Jeannie Lant. I mean, amazing stories, amazing woman, uh, my soul sister, author yes. of Redemption, My Father's Story, Bag Ladies. I've enjoyed this evening. Thank you for spending time tonight and uh, peace out. Thank you for listening to Indie Beacon Radio, where creative souls can find help in marketing their creations. To learn more about Indie Beacon services, to be a guest on the show, or to advertise on our show, please visit our website. Indie Beacon Radio with the host, B. Allen Bourgeois. Indie Beacon Radio is produced by B. Allen Bourgeois for authors Mark and Guild LLC, copyright 2020. Voiceover by Randy James, Lydia Bello, and B. Allen Bourgeois. To be a sponsor of the show or for more information, please email us at info at authorsmarketingguild.com. To be interviewed for the show, please complete the form at radio.authorsmarketingguild.com. Music Always Rejoice by Ram Corp.